This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, one woman's journey through stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary, who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others, so please help us get the word out. As we all know, nothing beats a personal recommendation. You can also support our efforts by becoming a patron of the show on a website called patreon.com. Once there, search for Clutter Chronicles and you can see the levels of support you can choose from. I am so grateful for our patrons. And if you're a new listener, I encourage you to start at the beginning to hear the whole story. We'll be right here when you get caught up. Last time we talked, we checked in on whether some of Mary's new ideas took hold since we had last caught up four months ago. In today's conversation, Mary tells us about the marvelous challenge by her therapist to live in the bitter sweet. sitting still in my studio getting caught up after a four-month break and we just um we just chatted for one session we're going to come back at another because we always have so much to catch up on um and one of the things that you didn't want to get into on our last episode was when you were buying 10 things and you had to get rid of a hundred, ten for everything. Yay, hooray. Sounded like you got your ten piles of ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you were going to um, either get rid of them somehow, consignment, and you said that's a long story. And so we decided to start a new episode with that and right. see see what happened with that. So did you get your ten piles of ten or take us take us to that day? I, I did. Um, so uh, it's going to seem unrelated, but it's very related. Um, these are all intertwined, so it's kind of like heart, you know, like a mosaic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have some friends who invited me to go with them to an AA meeting. And the reason is that we were comparing their um, struggle with um, alcohol addiction to my hoarding. Oh. Hmm. And we had these great aha moments, and they invited me to join. And so I did. And I've gone to maybe four or five meetings. And they're and cool with that? With they you are. not having a problem with alcohol? Yes. Because, and maybe you do, I don't know, but just no, to walk right. in the door and say, hi, I'm Mary and I'm not an alcoholic? I or... say, hi, I'm Mary, I'm a hoarder. Okay. Oh, interesting. It's, it's unbelievable. It's what's been missing. Oh, wow. This is what hoarders need. Mm -hmm. Um, there's part of me where I feel like I'm being dishonorable to them because their struggle to me is, is deeper and harder. Um, it's very, it's like a physical connection they have with the alcohol. Mm -hmm. I can relate to it because I think in my drinking days, I could have easily become an alcoholic. So I'm not saying I don't relate to it that way. Right. But, um, there is such profound strength, and this is a woman's group, in these women who have been able to set it aside and um, find strength. And um, so each time you, 
what's what's beautiful is when you go around the circle, you introduce yourself as like if I was an alcoholic, it'd be I'm Mary, I'm alcoholic, and it it's actually you just say Mary alcoholic. So they go around and they say their names with that um, formula, and it comes to me, and I'd say Mary hoarder, and then for the day they choose which step they're going to discuss, and each person can have a chance to talk or pass. And I looked at those steps. I've read the 12 step program multiple times, like just the 12 steps. And the steps are the key. I mean, to anything. Mm. And I was just taken, I was just so amazed by this. And the first step is to, I don't have it memorized, the wording, but it's like to recognize that I am powerless against my drinking or my hoarding. You fill in the gap. Mm -hmm. There's some people who are um, substance abuse that are there. And it, I stepped into a new arena. Mm. And it, um, it was something that I hadn't done. I hadn't... Um, recognized maybe I was saying I need help I don't know how to get help but I hadn't voiced it of I am powerless against this Hmm. and in those steps as you're growing you're learning how to um, uh, make amends you know my poor husband my friends I mean I haven't gone through the steps per se I want to um, I got home and I was, my head was just spinning. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is like being able to be accountable. Like, how could I become, how could I continue to be a hoarder and keep going back to this group? Because they've stopped drinking. Mm. And um, anyway, it kind of, it, it kind of opened my eyes to looking at this as, like the lines of an addiction or a compulsion, which we've always thought of it as that. But it's different because it everyone shops. Everyone has stuff. Mm-hmm. So it kind of is murky. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that same time, my therapist was challenging me to live in what she calls the bittersweet. And how she describes that is it's something that you love, yet you're giving it away Mm. and being in the bittersweet Mm. and surviving it. Mm -hmm. And so she challenged me to um, stop taking pictures, stop making lists. I can count it. I can say I got 10 items, but not blue shirt from my mom. Right. Um, Just let it go and let that be bittersweet and we were analyzing that when I'm letting things go like let's say I'm throwing it out do I make a list I don't go throughout a piece of paper you know there's a there is a limit to what I write about so what if I move that to a point where I didn't write about any of it Mm. so she challenged me and so this is going on for weeks where she's like okay I want you to go home and put stuff in a box and give it to goodwill without writing it down and I followed it and the whole point in that is that in my efforts to appease my anxiety, I'm growing it. 
because mm. every time I make that list, I'm I'm acknowledging it, and it's actually getting bigger. Oh, I just had this image of like putting something on the altar. Mm. The altar mm-hmm. of anxiety mm-hmm. saying, you must give me a list right. before you can. Ooh. And the altar is just building with all these appeasements. Yes. Now you have to do more. Yes. Ugh. Well, that's brilliant. It's brilliant it, to and you know, stop that. Yes. And she had she had asked me to do this in the beginning, like um, challenging me to not pick up trash when I see trash and just live in it. And so around this time, I, I I can't. I'm sorry if I've told this story before, but I drove past trash and had to make a conscious decision to not pick it up. And I watched it for weeks get kicked out, you know, into the street and cars running over and snow plows plowing it. And like, oh, there's that bucket that used to be over there. <laughs> and I had to just <laughs> let it be. Doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to pick up. It was the wrong thing for me to pick up at this point. Yes. And so the the motivation is to squelch and stomp out the anxiety and not do things that grow it. So I was kind of doing these exercises and I was counting things and put them in the box and it worked well because I'd say 10 items, put it in, you know, 10 shirts, whatever. And, um, it came around Christmas where I had some gifts I wanted to give my brothers. And along that, I wanted to give them some coffee mugs that I had that were our moms who passed away. And the next morning, I was like, I can't give that away. There's mine. <laughs> I was just having this little battle. And then I realized, no, it's just bittersweet. Mm. So I gave it to them. And I've been fine. Oh, my gosh. It, bittersweet. It, yes. It's it's. It's magic. It That's is. like abracadabra. <laughs> it is. And so um, when we talk about the consignment, um, I had decided, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on this. Am I, am I falling off the wagon or am I, um, am I going to plow through this and succeed and get a hundred items for those 10? And I, Something told me to look up to see if they're taking consignment appointments, and of course they are. And there's two slots, and you can choose one that's up to 50 or something that's up to 200. And I'm like, it's got to be the 200. Mm. And they said, well, how many items? I'm like, 200. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> most people don't bring 200. And I forced myself to, I thought I had a, uh, 200, but I think it was like 180. Mm-hmm brought it to them, they chose through it, and the rest I took this to the other consignment shop. And it was just kind of this uh, freeing experience, and I'm like, I'm going to do it again. Mm. Well, I also was in, okay, so last year, February, I went on that retreat and had that healing. Mm-hmm. And you remember that shortly after that, the fruit of that healing I was just getting rid of stuff left and right. And then something stopped me. And I couldn't figure it out. It was the anxiety. And so the whole time since then, I've been fighting this kind of stuckness. Like I I thought I tapped into it. I thought I was there. And all of a sudden I was just back into the anxiety. And we were talking about me maybe taking medicine to appease the anxiety. 
Well, this bittersweet is the, is the answer. And so I go to this retreat and it's talking about when it's a woman's retreat and it's talking about when a woman is hurt. Uh, let's say they didn't feel protected by their father or, you know, could have been something worse than that, but it could be your view on being injured or you actually were injured either way. Our tendency is then to kind of turn inward and, um, uh, kind of put a wall up, but in that it's also to grasp at things. Mm. And while they're explaining this, I was like, they're, they're using shopping as an example. And I'm like, wanted to raise my hand and go, well, I'm the poster child for that. But what's interesting is if you can um, follow as I'm trying to describe my image of this. So if we're grasping, let's say we go shopping, we have our hands full, then it keeps us from being able to receive love because we've blocked it, mm. which is the, what we really need. Mm. So in our efforts to soothe our wounds, we're actually building walls around them. Mm-hmm. And so anything that's going to actually heal us can't get through. Mm-hmm. And I was like amazed by this. And every time you learn something about yourself or how humans are in general, there is a healing aspect to that. And so coming out of that retreat, I had been unpacking that in my head forever. So I'm making these appointments and doing the bittersweet. I'm picking up clothes and saying, yes, I'd like to wear that someday. I can't wear it now. This is going to go to consignment. Uh, Yeah, that's something I always dreamt to wear. I can't wear it. And the beauty is... A lot of the items I have are back in style now. I've had them for so long. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I've ultimately brought, let's see here, at minimum 500 items to consignment oh. uh, between five and 600. Wow. In the last month. Oh, my gosh. In the last yes. month. Yeah. Mary, that is incredible. <laughs> wow. It's been, um, the floodgates are opening. Oh, and you've had them open before, but yes. you're right. They did close. Yeah. We were thinking, oh, are we done with our podcast? Yes. Oh, wait, we're not done with our podcast. Right. There's still stuff going on. Um, and now you're, the floodgates are open again. I'm in control of the floodgates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And recently... I ran into an old neighbor. Now, I grew up on a cul-de-sac. And as a little girl, I had these friends. They were sisters, and they lived across the street from me. And they were like my sisters. And I'm thinking, I, I haven't confirmed this, I'm thinking I was six or seven when they moved. And they moved to California. And in my world, uh, that was death. That was it didn't make any sense to me. Um, why would they do that to me? What about our friendship? That kind of thing. And then they moved back a couple of years later, but they're in a different house. That doesn't that doesn't count. You're in the wrong house. You know, mm-hmm. my, my way I saw life. And I'd put my walls up. Mm. And 
we were friends in high schools and we would say hi to each other, but I never allowed them to be close to me mm. again. And I ran into the mom just last week. Huh. And we kind of compared memories and um, exchanged information to get together. And it was just before I was going to go to my therapist. I mean, the timing on this was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I go to my therapist and I told her this story and I started bawling in therapy. And and I was thinking, you know, that had a profound uh, effect on me as a child. And she said something like, um, isn't it wonderful that you were able to love that much? Mm. You know, that I was innocently loving. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to focus on the good. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, my Heart was broken when they moved, but I was able to love that much. And that's how much I hurt when they moved. And I was thinking that there's no way I could have handled running into this mom and having this conversation so freely if it weren't for what I've been working on. Mm. And um, I have an analogy. So there's a book I'm reading. It's called Be Healed. And they use um, examples of real-life situations. And there's this man who was dealing with, um, he had an obsession of women's breasts. And when he was going through therapy, they were able to backtrack to when he was two and his mom had a brand-new baby that she was breastfeeding. Mm. And the two-year-old was looking at the mom saying, I'm never going to need you again. I don't ever want to depend on you again Mm. because he was jealous of Mm -hmm. his infant son getting all this, infant son, infant brother, (laughs) getting all this attention. Mm -hmm. That was a wall. Mm. And what's interesting is, so how they describe it is, let's say, uh, this is a different analogy for a different point that will bring these two together. Let's say a robber comes to your door and you don't know he's a robber. So you greet them by opening up the door. And as you realize they're a robber, you try to shut the door and they stick their foot in the door and you can't get it shut. That's called a foothold. If they somehow push you out of the way and get into your living room, that's a stronghold. When we are injured and wounded in our lives, evil does that. Evil puts a gets a kind of gets through that crack gets a foothold and then if you don't allow people to be with you you don't allow yourself to be loved you don't allow that to wound to be nurtured and taken care of nurtured in a good way not nurtured to continue um evil can get a a stronghold in your heart and what happened with this little boy is he put his wall up, was never going to need his mom, and who knows what that kind of relationship was like from that point forward. Mm-hmm. And then as he got older, he it's like, it's just, that's what happens with a disorder. So I am not in any way blaming my neighbors for my hoarding. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about it, it was a profound wound for me. And it's the first one I've been able to kind of recognize before it's just been kind of a gray area i know something happened to me i don't know what it was mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be that big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it can just be your perception yeah so in this whole uh 
experience of living in the bittersweet, um, surrendering to the hoarding. I have no power. Um, allowing myself to receive healing. This thing, I'm telling you, I've been experiencing, I have been busy, I've been running around, but the anxiety is disappearing on mm. all fronts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And one thing about that is the day that I ran into this neighbor was the day that I first ran into her, then I went to my therapist, had a fantastic kind of, I feel like we're wrapping things up, honestly. Like mm -hmm. we're going to start having less and less appointments. And then I went to my OT for the first time. Mm. And the next day I was um, kind of reflecting on the day I had because I, oh, to top it off, I went to the recycle center and dumped off a whole carload of crap, which was sitting on top of the clothes that I brought to a consignment shop. All this in one day, wow. okay? I called my husband and told him, I feel like I'm slaying dragons today. Mm -hmm. And the OCD part of having to have everything compartmentalized, oh, are you kidding? I had like a clothing rack on top of everything in my car with items I'm bringing to consignment. Trash on top of clothing. Mm -hmm. No order. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm done. I'm done with this nonsense. So the next day I'm reflecting on it and I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like you're running a marathon and you're at the last six to 10 miles of that marathon and the people were rooting me on. That whole day was go Mary. Mm. Like even when I was at the consignment shop, the original owner was there for some reason that day and she goes, Mary, you're, you're getting there. You're getting to the finish. Mm. <laughs> so... The placards are up yes. along the race yes. route. Yes. So instead of waiting for the waves to just come whenever they come and try to catch them, I'm actually making the waves. And it sounds like I am just elated and have conquered. I really, I really am in a different arena now. Mm -hmm. I've been in this kind of, oh, I'm so excited. And, and then you, you ask me questions <laughs> and I've not carried that on. No, this is the real thing. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I'm even able to say um, this this item that bugs me is going into a landfill, bittersweet. Mm. I, I can't control a landfill. I can't control what goes in it. It can't. If I died today, it would go in a landfill. <laughs> mm -hmm. Why don't I cut it to the chase? Mm -hmm. So oh, it's the key. Wow. Wow. I can't believe everything that's happened since we've talked. Yeah. So what if you're not sitting in your chair <laughs> and command center? I mean, that all is just, I wish I wouldn't have even asked you about that stuff now. <laughs> it seems so pointless. I was congratulating myself. Oh, look at me. I know, right? No, what it's we awesome. need to start on. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> when bigger things have been happening, oh, Yay, 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 bittersweet. That is just wonderful. God, I love that. I love that. Isn't it? She has been so good for you. Oh, absolutely. She's been... And the AA meetings, those sound life-changing. Yes. You've had some impactful things... Yes. ...happening for you. Whew, wow. <laughs> um, is, the, is the OT 
stuff we even want to talk about and maybe it would be on a different session but you said you just kind of dropped that i went yes. to an ot session and i'm guessing that was that sensory... i think it's passing the baton i think it's like okay this is the last thing i need to learn and then i'm free mm-hmm. do so... we have anything to talk about with that is it a lot a little oh maybe in another okay okay but meanwhile um 600 items <laughs> You must be able to see that impact now. Oh, yeah. In your house. Oh, I, I have stories around that. But what's most impactful is these bins are empty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not living in bins. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm not attached to the bins. I mean, when you let go of the anxiety, you let go of the attachment, you let go of the junk, you let go of the woulda, shoulda, coulda, the remorse... All that's tied into that. Mm-hmm. There's so much heavy negativity wrapped around this whole battle that it's like it's it's popped the popped the balloon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where was most of this stuff? Was it your bedroom, your basement closet, both? So the basement closet, if you remember last year, it flooded. Yep. Yep. So everything had to be either, uh, well, basically put in tubs. Okay, okay, yep, that's right. So that, oh, that was a lot of clothes mm-hmm. to get put into tubs. Mm-hmm. So um, The rule, I didn't buy any new tubs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have these random rules, but it's uh-huh. like I can't, I can't handle any more tubs, man. Yeah. Um, and that's miserable. Imagine living out of a suitcase. Yeah. You, you you always think, oh, I have this one shirt that would go with this, but I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say, what would you say percentage-wise came from that tubs in the basement versus your closet in your bedroom? That's, uh, it's got to be 90%. From the tubs? Yeah. Okay. Um, because most of it is for summer and it was out of season, um... A lot of the stuff that I took out of my closet actually ended up having to be goodwill because it just wasn't appropriate or it was out of season. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I was kind of slowly doing the bittersweet and just excruciating was when I was giving it to goodwill. But then it hit me, oh, well, one thing that might hurry this up is if I had like a little carrot. Mm-hmm. To money. Yeah. And do you know that, okay, so the woman who owned the shop her sister owned the shop in the other in St. Paul she's known me since this hoarding was huge in my life and we would talk about this because we shared the same love for style and and it just it always just felt so good that someone saw eye to eye but I didn't realize how knee deep ill I was mm-hmm. and so What's interesting is a lot of the things I was bringing still had tags from their shop, their original shop. They've moved a couple times. Oh, wow. So which, of course, gave them some kind of idea how long I've hoarded these things. But their the daughter of one of the sisters bought the shop, and she's there when I come in. And it turns out they've been excited when my stuff comes in because it's been flying out of there. Hmm. And, you know, that used to scare me. That used to be like a deal breaker. You mean people like my stuff? Then I want it. Right. It's the bittersweet. You mean I'm giving you the good stuff? Yes. What? No. 
bittersweet's the answer. So you've been making some money then, if it's selling. Yeah, they've been giving me checks when I go in there. So well, there's your carrot, yep, right? Yeah, and you know the true carrot you would think would be the freedom, but apparently that's just not enough. <laughs> well, you spend a lot of money on this over the years. I, I can know. see you wanting to have that carrot too. I mean, it's right. all of it, right? Right. Like when. I've become a vegetarian. People ask me why. It's all the reasons. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's compelling. Yeah, that's compelling. That's compelling. But all of them together, super compelling. Mm-hmm. So for you, the space, the freedom, the money, wow. I mean, that mm-hmm. really packs a punch mm-hmm. to keep going. That helps me with the steps. I mean, I have the grand vision. But if I looked at that, I would never get anywhere. Yeah. Because I would think I never could achieve that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what has been my... Um, uh, problem is letting go of things I like. Why would you let go of something you want? And and the other part of it is um, realizing that uh, just because I want it doesn't mean I need it. And even if I need it, I can go get it again. So worst case scenario, I give something away and I have to go buy it again. It's better to to um, what's the word error on the side of of being um, too free to let go of stuff then because I know that my tendency is to hold on right you have to the pendulum has to swing a little mm-hmm. further from mm-hmm. from um, clutching for you right, right. now right Maybe I have to exaggerate it come back mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. wow wow Exciting stuff, Mary. Yeah. Well, that seems like a good place to wrap up right now, but I have a feeling we have a little more to, to come back to, so. Yes. Yay. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. And that ends today's Chronicle. Live in the bittersweet. That is so brilliant and so applicable to many, many situations. I love it. And I love how much it has helped Mary move through and move on. Thanks so much to my brother, Michael Koppelman, for sharing his gorgeous music. And thank you for listening. And for those who are cheering Mary on, we love hearing from you, whether on Facebook or by writing a review of our show. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.